Everybody wants to own a cat, except Ross. Welcome back to week seven of Weenus, a friend's podcast. I am your host, Regina Adams. And this week we're talking about episode seven, the one with the blackout. And per David Schwimmer, in an interview, he said this was his favorite episode. I will try and find the interview and post the link either on Instagram or the show notes because I can't for the life of me remember where I saw it or what platform that interview was on. But there are a lot of fun things to discuss this week. We meet a new recurring character this week. And no, I am not talking about Paolo. I don't like that guy. But it's actually Mr. Heckles. And something kind of fun about Mr. Heckles I'm going to share in our full episode here when we come back. Right, welcome back. And just again, I just want to shout out that beautiful intro song that we have. Check out my show notes for credit where credit is due because I in a million years could never make an opening theme song as good as that one. It was the perfect blend of exactly what I needed for this podcast. So please go check out my show notes so you can find out who exactly did it for me. If you are looking for one for yourself or just for anything else, whether it's podcast or anything else of that sort, I'm sure my guy would love to have some other business. Okay, so we're going to get right into it this week. I I feel like I say this every week, but surprising stuff and not surprising stuff. There were things that I wish changed that didn't and other things that were interesting to see. And also now realizing that maybe, okay, maybe this is how it's going to be for at least season one. I hope not the entire series, but... Now I've really got to pay attention to what's actually going on here. This is the first episode that it was really apparent that someone was a supporting character. I need to look at this stuff or if someone else wants to look it up and let us know. I don't know what episodes or if it was for a full season that someone, these characters were nominated because I know that they've won Emmys over the years and SAG Awards and other types of acting awards throughout their time doing this show. But I'm curious if it was just series or season based or if it was ever for an episode, because if it was for an episode, even though all six of them are considered main characters, Joey was an outstanding supporting character, in my opinion. Also, again, could be considered a main character because all six of them were considered main characters. However, I'm going to break it down into why I still consider him a supporting character in this episode. So to get right into it. I'm going to start with my themes this week. So we obviously have dating again. Ross and Rachel, particularly at the center of that. Ross more so than Rachel, just because he's trying again to get to the point of asking her out and hinting that he likes her. Joey, 
immediately starts to help him out and tell him he's in the friend zone and he needs to make a move before he gets further in that friend zone. And no, that was not running her fingers through your hair, Ross. But then the next part of it being uh, Rachel running into Paolo. Then a little bit of a theme of sex just because they have that whole discussion. Maybe not necessarily just sex, but intimacy as well. They have that discussion of the weirdest place they've ever done it. And then Ross and Rachel continue that conversation a little bit later discussing that she's never been with someone that she's just had to have in the middle of a theme park. So a little bit of a theme on there. And then a third theme that I put in there was just secrets because that's where Phoebe's storyline comes in that she's always the last to know. Maybe less so secrets, more communication. I don't know how you want to identify that, but that was a recurring moment throughout the show. Some secrets were revealed, such as Monica thinking that Joey was attractive when he first moved in. I do have that as a little bit of a theme. Main character-wise, though... I have Chandler and Ross at the top. Chandler, because he's split from the five of them for this entire episode. So he has his own storyline, essentially, throughout this episode. And then Ross, of course, because he's pursuing Rachel and he's upset that she meets Paolo. And this whole time he's talking to Joey about Rachel. I do have Rachel as a third main character, just because obviously she's on the other end of Ross. But then her storyline with Paolo that comes in and the cat and everything. So they're my three kind of main characters. Phoebe is a supporting character, nothing too big, but that theme of secrets and not knowing things does come with Phoebe, but I don't feel like it's enough to make her a main character for this episode. Monica is definitely not a main character in this episode, which is only happened, I think, one other time where I don't have her in the list. This week, We'll have to see. I do not consider her a main character, but does she still have a lot of speaking time or does that match where I'm at? And then, like I mentioned, Joey is this secondary standout star in this episode. I absolutely love his role. I, again, forgot how big of a role he has in this episode and truly enjoy it. There's a lot of good stuff with him and Ross. It's a very much their relationship kind of conversation. He interacts with Monica a little bit. And then obviously there's the scenes where all five of them are together, but his moments one-on-one with Ross are some of the best in this episode. I've got a new graph that I pulled up and put together this week that will be released. Basically, it is looking at who I consider main characters. Again, that's my opinion on this. And if I think they're main character or not, I don't know that I've I think I've maybe changed one of them post breaking down the episode, but otherwise it's pretty much, I see the title, I think about the themes, and then I pick the main characters based on what I am remembering from the episode. It's very rare that I change it afterwards unless it's a moment of, oh, I totally forgot this person had this storyline in this episode. Then it might change, but I don't change it based on the time that the character has. Like I'm not skewing it to, oh, they had the most time, so they're the main characters. That's not what I'm going off. The main characters type thing is just based on opinion. But I wanted to put a little graph together to see how it looked based on who I picked for main characters and who I didn't. And then what I'm going to do is I am going to look at who I have picked for main characters and compare it to the graph I have for compounded time for the characters to see if it matches at all or if it's a little different. Just looking at it now, I can see some similarities, but I think there's a couple of things that are off on it. We'll just have to see. And of course, compounded time is if someone's got a really low episode, it's going to take a bit. They're going to have to have a couple of episodes where they've got larger chunks of time to catch up. And those ones that have those larger chunks of time typically are really going to have to cut down to offset. 
And we've only seen one change with that happening so far. And that was, I think it was just last week that we had that change. Are we going to revert back to what we saw episodes one through five? Are we going to stay with what we got with episode six? Was that big enough of a chunk of time with these side characters that upset the graph to keep it that way for a while? Yeah, it's interesting. So I want to compare the themes graph that I have to that. So that stuff will be posted with this episode this week. So that way you guys can check it out and see what's up and tell me your thoughts all about it. This week, it was all in one night, right? So there was, it was the blackout, starts in the coffee house, Chandler stuck in his ATM vestibule with Jill Goodacre. And so we don't really have any outfit changes. There's not a whole lot I'm going to talk about that. This episode, obviously we do have the coffee house and then we have Monica's apartment for a majority of the episode. We do have a little bit of hallway scenes, the vestibule and then the patio briefly. Okie dokie. Like I said, we don't have a whole lot of outfits to talk about. There aren't really a whole lot of new scenes to discuss. We're going to just get into all the time in my theories. We're going to start with compounded time just because, like I said, some things were surprising this week. Some things weren't. This week, basically, it didn't change from last week. So episode six is when we had our shakeup where Chandler surpassed Monica in compounded time and then Joey surpassed Phoebe in compounded time. This week, we stay that way. So based on what each character did this week, that didn't change our compounded time from last week. So basically meaning that Monica didn't retake the third place and Phoebe didn't retake the fifth place. So Phoebe's still sitting all the way at the bottom and Monica's still sitting in the lower three, but she's in fourth place. And Ross and Rachel are still cruising at the top. Ross is sitting at the top with 19 minutes and four seconds. He's maybe two episodes away from having a full episode of his own and we're not even halfway through. So he's at 19 minutes and four seconds. And then all the way at the bottom is Phoebe. Phoebe is at 11 minutes and nine seconds. So that's almost, almost exactly eight minute difference between the two of them. So pretty crazy. Rachel and Chandler are very close together. They are less than 30 seconds difference between them. And then Monica's just like dead in the middle. She's at right at 14 minutes right now. And then Joey and Phoebe are not that far off either. They are little over 30 seconds apart from each other. So to offset that and to switch that up, Phoebe's going to have to have a good chunk of time and Joey's going to have to have very little time. And looking ahead at what our episodes are that are coming up, episode eight is the one where Nana died twice. And I know Joey's got his part in that episode of the watching the football on the little screen. I'm having a very hard time placing Phoebe's character and what her role is in this episode. So I'm thinking that their shakeup of Joey having more time than Phoebe, I don't think that's going to change next week based on what I can remember. Monica might, she might be able to come back up over Chandler, but she'd have to have a significant amount of time because again, right now, Chandler is about a minute 30 seconds more than Monica. So she's got to have a minute 30 more than Chandler next week to have that upset happen and go back to what we were in episodes one through five for their compounded time. It'll be interesting next week to see if anything changes there. So going into our actual week of speaking time and what we're seeing here, this is the part that was a little surprising to me and we're going to talk about Joey a little bit, which is exciting for me. But before we get into that, we're going to go to our guest stars. As I mentioned on Tuesday, we have Jill Goodacre who plays herself. We have Larry Hankin who is... Mr. Heckles. And then we also have Cosimo Fusco. He plays Paolo. So I actually, I forgot how much Paolo talks in this episode. And I thought that his time wasn't necessarily like crazy high or higher, way higher than I expected. But 
it was as I was watching it more than I remember. I knew that Mr. Hackles was probably going to be in the bottom because he only has the one scene when they knock on his door. When he's one of those in that moment, we don't know that he's going to be a recurring character for us. I loved his first scene. I love this first interaction with him. I think it's fabulous. I love that they made him a recurring character. I love that he was, we call them the noisy girls upstairs and he would hit the roof with the broom. I just, I enjoy that so much. And so very happy that his first scene with us is so good and very happy that they chose to keep him on as a recurring character. I think it was so funny and it just, <laughs> their chemistry with Rachel Phoebe and Mr. Heckles is just, it was golden. Great first time meeting Mr. Heckles. He's only got nine seconds into the episode though. So nine seconds only, very little bit. And then we go to Paolo's next on our list. He's actually got 20 seconds. He has a couple of longer, and by longer, four or five seconds of time because he's got very short little blips of words that are half a second to a second long. But then there were the moments where he was standing with Rachel at the window and was just talking in Italian. And then he, I think when he said something to Phoebe when he first met her and talking in Italian. So he's got a couple longer seconds that worked. And then he's got the conversation he has with Ross that is a lot of short little words, but the conversation lasts a little bit. So he comes out with 20 seconds in the middle of the pack. And then Joko Dacre's time. I remember her speaking, but again, Kind of like Paolo, I didn't realize how much of it was actually in there. So she actually has 44 seconds, which is quite a lot for someone who's not a recurring character. She's just here for this little blip. And if you look at the scenes in the vestibule versus at the apartment, there's a lot less time spent with Chandler and her in this episode than there is at the apartment with the other five. So for her to come out with 44 seconds is actually pretty good. But she does great. She actually, again, has more speaking. She's got that phone call to her mom. She's got the couple of questions to Chandler. She's got the moment when she saves his life. And then she has the moment when she's teaching him how to swing the pen around his head. And in that moment... With the pen swinging, she's actually the only one talking. Chandler really doesn't talk in that moment until they start to say goodbye to each other and the power comes back on. And I almost wonder, even though Chandler closes the episode with his little monologue that he does to the camera up in the corner for the vestibule after she leaves, I almost wonder if there was something going on with Matthew Perry in real life for this episode because there was very little of him actually speaking in this episode where we actually see him talking. He's doing a lot of voiceover work like it's the voice in his head during this episode which could have been recorded at any point in time and just dubbed over to the episode so it's just a curiosity of mine of was there something going on that prevented him talking much because he really doesn't speak out loud much other than that closing scene that's the most he speaks directly to us in this episode but again this is a moment of seeing how good Chandler is because he's not talking and that voiceover is the dub. And so he, most of his acting is just, it's just, it's silent acting. It's acting response to what Jill Goodacre said. He's got to think about his lines and act those out in his head. And then his voiceover work has got to be timed well to his facial expressions. I would be very curious to know how many takes it took to get that stuff down because it's done so well and the timing is impeccable. It's just, it's impressive to me that he had very little true in-person speaking in this episode and still did such a good job. And his facial expressions yet again are on par. They're perfect. And he plays this creepy smiler that hasn't said anything to her for a while. And then just this quiet dude that just doesn't know what to do. 
It's a great role. So for total time with our guest stars, we've got a minute and 13 seconds for them. Good news. They are below all of our main characters. Individual times. None of them are under that minute and 13 seconds. This was a fairly, I would consider we had like maybe one kind of runaway. And then we had one that was like, oh, just a blip above the average. And then we had one that was a little bit under the average for our characters this week. But it was actually a pretty even spread. And I'm very happy about that because I like when it's a little more even. It makes the breakdown's a little bit harder because then that means there's a lot of them talking together all at once. But I think this is the first time we've really had a really even spread between the main characters. I want to start at the, I don't know if I want to start at the bottom or the top. <laughs> I think I'm going to start at the top because there are some surprising things here. You guys remember I said my main characters were going to be Ross, Chandler, and Rachel. And that Joey was a really outstanding supporting cast member. And that Phoebe, even though one of the themes was about her thing, that I didn't feel like she was really a main character. So I think either direction, if I start at the bottom of the top of this list, it's going to throw some stuff off here. But Ross comes in at the top yet again. This is why he's got 19 minutes overall between all of his episodes. He's sitting at three minutes and one second this episode. He is what helps set the average for our characters at two minutes and 15 seconds. He's the one that I consider the runaway for this. Chandler comes in at second, surprisingly. Again, I didn't feel like we had as many moments at the vestibule with him, but almost the entire time that we have looking at the vestibules, we have a lot of his overdubbing, like his voiceover work happening. So it may have been short spurts that we had that scene but he was talking for a good portion of them. He also closes the show. He's got a good chunk of time in that closing credits scene. It's just him. So that really helped his numbers. He's at two minutes and 40 seconds, just above that average. And then just below, and I'm being literally just below the average, is our third character, who is Phoebe. And if you recall, like I just said, Phoebe was not a main character of mine for me. And I still stand by that. I still don't consider her a main character for this episode, even though one of the themes is related to her. I don't consider her a main character. And yes, even because she comes in at number three with the speaking time for the character, she's still not a main storyline character for me. But she comes in at two minutes and 14 seconds. A big reason for this is... She has a big role in the opening credits when the power initially goes out because she's going to be singing. And so then she talks through the darkness. Then we have our opening credit rolls. She has a singing moment in the apartment later. And then she also is part of the group singing that happens in the episode. So she's got a couple of good sections of longer time that I think helped boosted her up there. So she's just below that average. And again, the average is at two minutes and 16 seconds. She's at two minutes and 14 seconds. Just below her is Joey. So again, Joey's not a main character for me. He is a outstanding supporting cast member in this one. And we'll get into that in just a second. He's got two minutes and eight seconds for his role this week. And then Rachel who is our third main character for this week, she comes in at two minutes and six seconds. So her role is lower, despite being a main character person that I've considered. She also opens the episode this week. So it just goes to show that the storyline can be about them or I could consider them a main character and they still end up in fifth place for the total speaking time this week. But she's just barely below Joey. And then Monica is at the bottom of our total speaking time. 
And this is the first episode where Monica ends up at the bottom of the chart. So she's in sixth place this week. That is the first time that's happened for us and for her. So she comes in sixth place at a minute and 25 seconds, which is so small for her character. Also because I think it's 25 seconds where they're singing and Ross is getting attacked by the cat outside. I want to say that's like a 25 second scene. So if that scene had not been shown or was cut or didn't happen, she would only have a minute of speaking time in this episode. Just for percentage wise, just so you guys can have an idea of the percentages in your head. We have Ash Chandler's at 20%. Ross is at 22%. Monica's only 10%. So she's literally half of Chandler's time this week. Phoebe, Joey, and Rachel are all like 15, 16% this week of the time. And our total runtime to our total non-speaking time, total runtime being at 24 minutes and 53 seconds, our total speaking time, including our guest stars, is 14 minutes and 46 seconds, which puts our non-speaking time at 10 minutes and 6 seconds. So we're starting to see a little trend with having more speaking time than non-speaking time, which is good for us. But... Like it's still just a surprising amount of non-speaking time in this episode. I still can't get over that. And like I told you, I don't know if it was last week, the week before, where it just, it makes me watch other shows now in such a weird way because I'm thinking about how long people are silent for in these episodes now or in movies. Okay, before we wrap it up and close out, we're going to talk about Joey just a little bit here. The reason I say that he's such an outstanding supporting character because these storylines are not about Joey. He's not the one pursuing Rachel. His story about weirdest place to have sex was not really the big one. We talked about Rachel's quite a bit and Ross has got into detail a little bit. He wasn't opening or closing. He wasn't on his own like Chandler was. He's really just there to support Ross. He's supporting Ross throughout the entire episode. He's helping him navigate getting out of the friend zone. Ross complains that there hasn't been time. And he says, what about tonight? What's wrong with this setup? You got the moonlight, you got the candles, you know, what's wrong? So he helps prep him, gets him set up. And then once the cat attack happens and all that stuff goes down, Paolo comes into the picture. Joey's on Ross's side with scowling at Paolo and just thinking, what the crap? Why are the girls fawning over him? What is this? He's just there. He's just there as his help. He's there as his support, his person, his best buddy this whole episode. And there's even a scene right after they meet Paolo when he comes in and they stand up and Ross is, I think he's asking where did Paolo come from? And it's just this incredible image of Ross standing there, he's upset, and right behind him, just off to the side, is Joey with his arms crossed and just the scowl look on his face being like, yeah, where did he come from? My buddy's heard about this. So it, <laughs> it's such a great moment and really solidifies his role in this episode is just there to back up his friend. It's just there to back up Ross and get Ross what he wants ultimately in the end, which is to date Rachel. Great moments by Joey. Great acting between Ross and Joey. Really excited to go into next week because, again, I don't see that compounded time getting upset in any way based on where it's sitting right now. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. So we'll see what plays out because Rachel does have, I think, a bigger role than we think she does. All right. I need to know this week, if you are a Chandler and we're stuck in that vestibule, would you have asked for a copy of the tape? 
Thanks for tuning in this week. Don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at Weenus a Friends Podcast for visuals of each week's data. And if you love the breakdown this week, please go rate and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening. Be sure to join me next week on Tuesday at 11 a.m. for our next mini-sode.